Hello, it's Roger Bisbee here from Skill Build. I'm back on the sofa with Robin Clever. And he's going to talk about a load of rubbish. I am going to talk rubbish for the next, oh, I don't know how long it'll be, but uh, this is something that's very close to a lot of people's hearts, you know, and this is the problem of getting rid of rubbish in the UK. Now, mm. if you're abroad, you might not understand this. You might just think, what's the problem here? But we are absolutely plagued in this country now because not only have we got strict regulations for getting rid of rubbish, which I applaud, but we've also got this nightmare situation where getting rid of rubbish is getting harder and harder, hence fly tipping. Mm. You it's go, a major problem. Yeah, you go down the country lanes, you go anywhere. Well, not even the country lanes. You go through cities and you just see rubbish tipped illegally. Mm. A lot of this has come about when... I mean, I was working in London recently. I needed a skip. Mm. And a skip was 258 quid, I mm. think. It cost £110 a day to the local authority to keep the skip on the road. No way. Yeah. That's unreal, isn't it? And then it's got to be lit, and then we see insurance and all the rest of it. So, And you've got, got the risk of people filling it up for well, you. It, 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 as soon as you're back. That's a given. That's a given. <laughs> By the following morning, every okay. other neighbour in the street has been out there and shove their stuff on your skip, you know. <laughs> I've got to say that I don't lose it very often, but I lost it a few months ago when I was sitting in the van making a phone call and I saw somebody walk past the skip and dump some rubbish in it. I jumped out. I gave yeah. this guy both barrels, gave him hell. I was so cross because I just watched every single day that skip, something else was in it, yeah. something else, you know. And it's theft, isn't it, mm. basically? So it's hard. So it's a nightmare to having a skip. Yeah. It's a nightmare not having a skip because yeah. then who are you going to... Well, you've got to get one you of You can't transport guys. it. You can't drive it around. You know, because you need a waste carrier's licence. Nice now, even getting somebody else to dispose of your rubbish. So you've got some rubbish on site. You've done a little job. So in my case, it might be you've done a little kitchen. You know, you've chucked out all the old units. They're all lying there in the front garden. Guy drives past, rather helpful guy. He comes past. He says, I say, sir, would you like me to take that rubbish away for for you for a fee because that's how they talk isn't it most of them <laughs> yeah and um and i say yeah that's very nice of you and he said well just leave it to me and that'll be you know 150 pounds in cash yeah and i think oh that's a bargain and a guy takes it down the road and dumps Dump it on somebody it. else's drive or yeah. in a in an you know, industrial yeah. estate or or a country lane or whatever so so that's that you apparently just to have that guy take the rubbish away you need a waste carrier's license yeah so yeah. you've got to be responsible. I mean, it ultimately comes back to you. So let's say that scenario, someone does come along, you agree a bit of a deal, you think, oh, I just want to get rid of it, and it does get fly tipped down the road. They, um, the local authority guys, they don't just go and clear that up. They sift through it. They look for evidence. It's a criminal act. And if that address is traced back to where you're working, for example, it might have been a delivery ticket you've thrown in there or something like that, they'll come back and see you and they'll investigate further. They could want to know, was it you? They might accuse you of doing it. So just tread real careful if that's the case. Well, the, the problem is with that is, is that, you know, I, I am absolutely so passionately against fly tipping. I oh, mean, yeah. I absolutely hate it. And these guys come around see me and I say I'll get you rid of your rubbish Mr. Oh no they don't talk like that do they? I'll get rid of your rubbish um, anyway so I say no no don't because I can't rely on you I don't know whether you're going to yeah, yeah. you know whether you're going to do it legitimately in fact my neighbour she had them round 
get rid of some rubbish, 35 quid, that's so cheap. It's 35 quid to take this bit of rubbish away. And I said to her, do you know, they cannot dispose of that legally for 35 pounds. It's gonna cost them 100 quid. I said, that's gonna end up in a country lane. And she was almost like shrugged her shoulders. And yeah, I went, how can you problem. be? How can you be like that? You, you call yourself an upright sort of member. Yeah. She was a teacher. And I thought, no, that's a terrible attitude I have. I would never help those guys. But I've got to say, when I look at the cost of a skip and I look at the licenses mm. and the tax, and let's not even mention plasterboard, because you stick plasterboard yeah. in a skip, suddenly you're into a whole different thing. I know, that's a crazy one, that is. Um... Do you know why? <laughs> I don't know why plasterboard can't go in the skip. And so they said about something about it's hard to, um, it doesn't break down or whatever. No, no. It's it's funny. Very, very few guys, they all know the problem. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that, that you can't put plasterboard in. And the reason you can't do it is because if it mixes with organic waste, right? anything in there that's green, anything in there, so even topsoil, all the rest of it, it's, it rots down. There's a, there's a reaction between two things. It rots down and it releases a poisonous gas really you know? and it's a and it's not a uh, it's a not an innocent gas it's a proper poisonous gas it, that will do you no good whatsoever that's interesting so, so you don't go burying plasterboard in your garden thinking that's a great idea you've got a hole in the end of the garden you think I'll, I'll chuck that plasterboard in there because it will rot down so what they have to do with plasterboard is if it goes to the recycling plant they have to separate it out mm. and then it either has to go for recycling as gypsum waste on mm. its own or it has to be buried somewhere in the in the landfill site where there isn't any organic waste. So right. it can go among the brick rubble. So in theory, if you had got a, a skip load of brick rubble and you put plasterboard in it and that brick rubble was going to uh, a landfill, it'd be mm. fine, but it's not. What happens then is it then goes to the recycling plant mm. of the brick rubble and it gets ground up, crushed as goes concrete uh, yeah. or a road scalp or whatever, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So. It, it, you know, it's, it's all tricky. And, of course, we've got to remember that in skips, a lot of the stuff is going to waste transfer sta- stations mm. now and being recycled, it, isn't it? It is such a... When you're pricing a job, trying to estimate for the amount of waste that there's going to be is an absolute minefield. And I actually now, um, sometimes, if I'm taking a job and I'll say to the clients, you are responsible for the rubbish, we'll fill the skips mm. as we need them, but as we need them, we'll tell you that we need another skip. Mm. And um, it does two things. First of all, when I put a skip sometimes on a client's drive, they have a tendency to fill it up as well, which can be a little bit gutting if it's the last one you want on there. Yeah, and it's yeah. all full of cardboard and you think, oh, no. And the other thing is, you know, when I fill a skip, it's kind of like I don't put the greedy boards in it, maybe a little you greedy board. You pack your skips carefully. We I've pack our it. skips carefully. You we, don't we, chuck stuff no, in. We actually, um, I ne- you never see timber all sort of slung in like that. I mean, hmm. timber I try to recycle as much as possible, try yeah. to settle that to one side. If it's second-hand floorboards, people will gladly come and take that stuff away for free, put it on free cycle or somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, so when you're doing a job, if you've got six or eight weeks on the job, a little bit of planning, a little bit of careful, um, you know, tidy stacking and all the rest of it, you can find that there are a lot of people out there who want the pallets, who want the uh, floorboards, providing they're safe, they're not going to come on site and hurt themselves, cut themselves and they're going to sue you for that. Mm. Um, but you can do quite a lot. And so what goes into the skip is just what needs to go into the skip, especially hardcore. If you've got a decent bit of hardcore, you can bag it up in tum bags and then people will come around and take that away for free. But you know what? The other thing that I've done quite a lot and, and I try to encourage people to do is get a crusher because it doesn't cost that much money to get yourself a mini crusher in for the day. Yeah. You can chuck all that. So when you see these guys hacking out a driveway, all the old concrete, all the old flagstones, or whatever it is Perfect. they're doing, 
and they're they're putting it in a skip and then a week or a couple of days later they're, they're buying, buying it back, yeah, that's they're absolutely. MMT, so well, in fact on your it. recommendation I did that at my house yeah. uh, all the internal walls were all face brickwork mm. with no plaster it was all brickwork on show and the external walls and we had a um, medium sized crusher um, we operated it ourselves the guy came along I think it was £300 for the mm. day uh, with the delivery and we put tons and tons and tons what, of with stuff a, with the digger Quite a big one. With, uh, we, was it we, a digger loader one? It was a digger loader. We were only a, we had to use a particular type machine, three ton machine, because a one and a half mach- ton machine didn't lift it high enough without oh, okay. you catching it. Yeah, it so, catches the wires and then it switches the yeah, thing off. Yeah, or it um, it didn't want us to sort of knock the jib on the um, you know, the arm on the. Okay. So it was brilliant, and so on Roger's recommendation, I did that, and I had a beautiful pile of crush mm. which we've spread out and done for sort of bases and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really good tip. I remember as well. you getting a lot of stick from somebody about they said, "Oh, that lovely face brickwork. What are you doing with them? I Those know. are worth four quid each. Those bricks through the crusher. They were yeah, they were like uh, they weren't stocks. I wouldn't no, have thrown yeah, stocks. They were yellow that's stocks. A, so that's another thing. I mean, it's like micro recycling on site is kind of like all your bricks you take out stack them to one side because nine out of ten times you've done a little bit of piecing and you need a few of the mm, old bricks absolutely um, it's all of the awkward stuff to get rid of like old bulk bags and all that sort of stuff mm. you know if they've got a rip in them they've got to throw them away well you know there was a time when the merchants took them back now they're, they're a single use bulk bag they are they? which is which is annoying because it costs about five or six quid those those yeah. bulk bags so every every load you're paying five quid they're not going to take them back. And the other thing that slightly annoys me is I get a delivery from the merchants and a week later I get another delivery from the merchants and I say to the guy, would you like these pallets back? You can mm. take these pallets back. They were his pallets. Mm. He delivered the stuff on yeah. those pallets. Oh, no, I'm not allowed to take them back. I say, you're joking. You, I don't want them. Yeah. And surely you can use some pallets, you know, but no, they won't take them back. So I think in a way, again, it's one of these things that... Whenever the government's got a problem, they try and solve it by licences and yeah. legislation, and it's not going to solve it. And so now they're saying the supplier needs to be made responsible for the waste. Yeah. And you think, well, how's that going to work? You know? um, I mean, landfill tax, everyone's going to sort of comment on landfill tax. Mm. That's something that came in. Well, it's always been there. I think they just raised the landfill well, tax. Well, do you know what happened? That was a very interesting little phase there, which, which we went through. Which is that, again, I can talk about this, the EU, if you like, yeah? But they decided that for environmental reasons, they were going to have these landfill taxes, right? So every load of stuff you got, there was a tax on, you know, like I'm talking about, you've got a load of ballast. Mm. And so there's a Mm. landfill tax because they've dug something out of the ground Mm. and now they're going to put something back in place of it. So you've got to pay Mm. to the government a tax for them filling that hole in the ground you know and you think oh that's a clever idea isn't it Mm. so what happens suddenly the whole country is covered every single drive every single patio you see indian sandstone Mm. there's no sandstone left in india because so (laughs) much of it came over on the boats to to you know every every patio i'm I'm honest yeah yeah, lots of it yeah there was nothing else nobody wanted anything else so suddenly there is no landfill tax in India. <laughs> no. You know, they've, they've gone completely round the problem yeah. by sourcing it from abroad. So the EU's big scheme for, you know, stopping this happening, suddenly it wasn't happening because it was all yeah. coming out of India. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is what, to, to a certain extent, if we have a problem, and I don't want to get too political here, and probably people say I'm totally misinformed about all this as well, but it seems to me that when we've got a problem, we just export it. Yeah, you know, we've got somewhere some, else. We've got some legislation which stops us 
from doing a certain thing because it's a hazardous thing. So we, we, we send it to China and they, they get poisoned or polluted or whatever. I know, yeah. I mean, it's um, actually a lot of plastic used to get sort of sent, recycled, mm, packaged, sent out to places like India and China and third world countries. And they used to, you see these people traipsing around almost in bare feet sometimes yeah, trying yeah. to sift and sort and all the rest of it. And yeah. Apparently oh, it's they've, heartbreaking. Had, enough. they've ha- had enough of it now. It's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but actually talking about recycling plastic or recycling anything, um, a couple of good friends of mine have come up with a really good bit of... Um, Kit. It's from Recycled Plastic. It's a four-sided box. I've seen it. Uh, it's called. Um, it's called. Well, I won't mention the name because. Why? No, because they. I don't know how far that they're along the line of patent and all. Well, the rest I can. Of it. I remember going. Yeah. To see so, them. so yeah. these guys, what they do? They're landscape gardeners. They work mainly in London. Lots of landlocked terrace houses or houses with limited access. So it's all wheelbarrow stuff. So what they do is they have to get all their stuff delivered in tum bags, and then they. Take the, t- take the stuff out of the tum bags, barrow it through and put it back into tum bags. So they've got these four-sided um, framework. The bag drops in. It will take a um, scaffold board and it really easy, is easy to fill back up efficiently back up the, um, the bolt bags. Yeah. But they're made out of recycled plastic. They're really hard-wearing. And what a great idea. I just want to help them push that along a little bit, really. And um, Well, you can't help them push it along if you don't say what their name is. But I'll try and get some details on that. Because yeah, I yeah. did go and see those guys. I photographed that product they've got. It's a very, very clever idea. And I said to them, I think you're missing a trick here. This would be a good product out in the public parks and everything else you know, yeah. when you're having pop festivals yeah. and so on and you have these set up all the way around with bulk bags and then the guys can just come around and pick them yeah, up yeah. and grab yeah in actual fact i've seen you know go to various places like you know in italy for example where they just have these little transits going around they're not even big they've got a yeah. little high ab on them yeah and, and all the bags are pink, funnily enough, like the big Biffo bags are yellow. Yeah. But everybody uses them. You don't see a metal skip anywhere. All you see is little bolt bags. People fill the rubbish yeah. up and the guy just goes around like a milk round yeah. picking up all the rubbish. And yeah. what a brilliant idea. What I think a there's a lot to be said for... Um collecting rubbish in bulk bags um and obviously obviously there's some national companies out there who actually do that so yeah, Biffo. um i'm thinking of the other one which is called hippo hippo sorry it is hippo yeah sorry, i hi- said Biffo. it was yeah. hippo see i'm um, dyslexic so 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 those companies for example you can buy the bags in like builders merchants and that mm. sort of stuff and that's yeah. quite a good service but i personally find them a little bit on the expensive side and they're restrictive they were certain things they won't allow you yeah to so you've got the same sorts of issues really but yeah. i do think that the marketplace is ripe for Operators, and I know one there's one near me now, an independent, and they're doing something like three or four hundred bags a month they're collecting. So that's a real growing business, yeah, you know. And they've got a small truck as well, so they can probably take two bags yeah. at a time. But then they shift them back to their uh, what they call waste transfer site, which is um, a legitimate place. Mm. And then they sift through it and they sort it, and then they get a pile of plastic, pile of wood. So mm. it's good. I mean, it's a um, nice little business if someone out there is thinking of getting into a load of rubbish they can get into well, that i think the thing is and yeah the, the thing is that i think what we what we probably deduce from all this is that it's hard to get rid of rubbish mm. it isn't cheap no and it doesn't look like it's going to get any cheaper does it no it doesn't i'm not sure that all this bureaucracy that they've put around it all these waste carriers licenses let's face it you can get a waste carriers license if it's only your own stuff mm that you're you now even then you think well what's your own stuff you know apparently if you have an empty silicon tube in the back of your van mm. it's waste that's yeah? waste and yeah. they can nab you for it 
Well, you've got to be. Someone's got to be stopped. completely off their head to nab you for that, haven't they? Well, I would. I would like to think that they stop you if they suspect you of being that kind of yeah. person. But for 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 these people that actually are just like Jobs Worth, and they just to apply that rule there and fine you six hundred quid for having an empty silicone, it doesn't solve anything, does it? No, it doesn't I mean, begin to because what can you do? You can go. I've seen a guy scaffolders lorry. I saw them loss something into the hedge as they went by. And I oh, now it. that really, and really, really, really... And it was really. a McDonald's, you know, thing, yeah. and it just seemed like they'd all just had their no, burgers what, and they just didn't want them stinking out the van. What really freaks me out, though, is when you're driving along, and it could be anywhere, you drive along and then on the verge you see Red Bull cans and you see bloody stuff people yeah, sling yeah. out of their cars. And I think to myself, why would you want to do that? Why can't you just take it, drive through a petrol station, you haven't got to get out of your car, undo the window, yeah, yeah. pop it into the bin. Just put it in the bin. If it does my yeah. head in, that just freaks me right out. Well, just take it home and dispose of it, but they won't. They want their cars spotless. That's the funny thing. Those people what have a spotless vehicle because yeah. they, they chuck everything I, out of it. I was with my daughter. She's only She was only about 10 at the time, and we were out shopping one Saturday, and we pulled behind a, a car in a car park, multi-story, and we parked, they parked, and three um, two guys I think it was two guys and a girl got out and they all had a can of pop mm. and they finished them and just put them underneath just literally slotted them underneath the car and I thought you're not going to leave that there are you so I went and I put them on top of the roof of the car all yeah. three of them yeah. and my daughter's like what are you doing I said no they can find them when they get back just so they don't she was like what are you doing and I think someone else had clocked me as well and they sort of not give me this approving nod yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I thought to myself why do you want to do that for vigilantes Waste. Who I am? No, all of us. I oh. mean, I'm the same. I get, in, you know, I've had arguments with people, almost stand up fights with them over rubbish. You know, you just see them chuck it, and I go, "Excuse me, excuse me, you just dropped something." Yeah, I know. I don't want it. I go, "Well, you got to take it home, sunshine." Yeah. You know, and you just have. Anyway, there you go. We're we're, we're grumpy. I'm a grumpy old man. You're a grumpy young man. man. Yeah, you younger, you know, younger, younger man. So yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things that is never going to be solved. But mm. I just, I'm not sure the government is mm. going the right way around it because I know where they're trying to get to. They're trying to get to the fly tippers, but the fly tippers are the one load of people who will not be intimidated by a piece of paper. No, they couldn't care less, you know. And until they start impounding their vehicles and that kind of thing, they're going to get nowhere with it. That's I what know. They, that's what they have to do. They have to crush the vehicle that they're using to to do this job because you know they're not not getting to grips with it i think they're they're almost outside the law those guys the police whether they're afraid of them or can't Mm. be bothered or haven't got a manpower Mm. or but it's it's i I feel so ashamed because anybody that comes to this country as a visitor you know tourists and they drive around you think what must they think Mm. you know and you get people who think they're patriotic you know they might have a blooming St. George's flag flying from the car or whatever, or tattoo on there, which is going, you know, that they think they're the most patriotic people in the world. And they're not, because they're trashing their country. Mm. They, don't, they don't care enough about their country to put a piece of litter in the bin. So, mm. But then there are the opposites. It's lovely to see when you're out walking and see someone pick a bit of rubbish up, it's not their rubbish, and you think, that's sort of thing I'd actually... Groups, groups of people. Yeah, going around, clearing up, making the place. And there's a little country in the Caribbean that I sometimes have a holiday in. It's a real beautiful, it's a nature island of the Caribbean. And my daughter said to me, drove around, she went, Dad, I've not seen one bit of litter in this whole island. And it's phenomenal. And it's kind of like, there's only 60,000 people in this island. It's quite a big island. And you just don't see any rubbish. They love their country so much. They would not dream yeah. of, of doing that. Absolutely. I mean, it's so... It's no, just... no, I, I, I absolutely, totally agree with that. You know, is that, that you could go to so many countries I mm. go to where you don't see any litter mm. at all. Mm. And you just think, you know, most of Germany, for example, mm. there's a Berlin's a bit 
messy in certain places, you know. I'm going to say this is going to sound terrible as well. Some of East Germany isn't... You've got it for Germans again. No, no. Some of former East Germany. What I'm saying is that Germany is a spotless country. You drive through miles and miles Mm. of Germany, you won't see any litter. But actually, when you go into what was former Eastern Germany, Mm. some of those places, Mm. they haven't quite got the same ethos. So, Mm. you know, but anyway, all I'm I'm not... It's it's Mm. not anti-German. I think that, that... I think that Europe in general is a hell of a lot tidier than we are, you know, and mm. that's that's the way it is. But but given, um, you know, everyone complains that skips are expensive, I do um, have a re- close relationship with a couple of skip operators, and when you look at how much those vehicles are, paying salaries to guys, mm. having the operator's licence, the insurances, now they have to have, like, six cameras on the vehicles as well, mm. pure because of, you know, unfortunate accidents and that sort of stuff. Mm. And also litigation claims um for example quick example this um skip company i know he said to me that they used to get a lot of phone calls people say something fell out of the skip onto their car damaged their car and so now with the rear mounted cameras they can say when did it happen and where did it happen and then we'll happily check and if we've got it on the camera we'll admit liability but if you can't tell us exactly where and when and you were if you weren't following us and i think that actually you know, this, all of these costs add to the fact that skips need to be where they're at. So um, an eight-yard, sorry, an eight-metre skip is around about £300, including VAT yeah, now. Yeah. I don't know what it's like, north of the country or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so I know they need more. They need, uh, my skip driver, he's a one-man band, owns his own lorry. He said to me, he's had two MOTs a year. Right? Two MOTs, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it all adds up. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. All I'm saying is that the obvious route for other people, especially with this £100 a day on the road licence that a local authority want, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's the just, dispensation, that's the parking just money, dispensation. You know, that's, yeah. just, that's just them being greedy, you know, because the councils haven't got any money, basically. That's why, isn't it? Yeah. So they're trying to make it on every opportunity. But for them to be charging you and then on top of the skip cost it just means that it's wide open for all these guys who go around fly tipping and taking your rubbish away for 150 quid and that is the problem and if we can stop those if we can stop that happening it'll be a great day but i don't know how i really don't well quite often when i look at so when we go do alterations people you do pick up a floorboard and all of the previous work that's ever been done in the house has all been yeah, gone yeah. underneath the floorboards yeah. or in the stud petitions they've filled it up with offcuts of plasterboard or well, beer cans and all the rest of it we even found a safe in one job this is a classic we found a safe plasterboarded up in a, in a cellar Brilliant. and it was a great big heavy thing and so obviously told the um, customer and they said oh we thought there was something there and uh, we spent ages trying yeah. to cut into it. Yeah. And when we cut into it, there was already a hole in the back. Oh, oh no. Someone had already had a go. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, nothing in there at all. Oh, well, no, I mean, you know, that, that, that it's actually, I did see a recommendation uh, from somebody, and I don't know who it was, whether it was one of the plasterboard companies, that a, a legitimate way of disposing of plasterboard is to put it inside your stud walls. You know, so yeah, can't we, do any harm, we, I suppose. We think of it as a cowboy thing, and they're saying no. That's the sensible thing to do. That's a good as idea, isn't it? As you're boarding them up, you know. But I would look at it as oh, blooming cowboy. No, but actually, you know, if you to be fair, if you did slice it up, grip fill it back in in layers, it's going to add a bit of sound deadening, 
it's fireproof very, obviously very definitely, yeah. actually yeah. I don't think that's a bad idea I think oh, we could start a craze here okay so don't get a skip hide it all in your walls yeah anyway. and he's just talking about the plasterboard not your like fish packets and things like that avoid that at all costs oh, can you imagine for future generations of time team it would be fantastic wouldn't it yeah you can just start opening the walls up and it's all there but isn't time, it lovely when you do, capsules. do find an old coin or something it's just so nice it's just like oh my god this must tell a story I always find way uh, players oh the cigarette packets, boxes yeah, yeah. yeah. Cigarette senior boxes. service all those all those fag packets that have disappeared do you remember players number six I don't I was uh, much younger than you Rogers uh, you know oh, you but, uh, <laughs> nostalgia great days anyway thanks very much for listening another little ramble from us but we both feel very passionately about getting rid of rubbish rubbish the, the problems that it's causing the industry and we welcome any tips anyone's got like the plasterboard in the stud wall no if fly it's... tips though yeah no fly tips <laughs> I like that nice one Dylan if anyone out there has got any sort of little tips just like the plasterboard one in the walls actually quite like that idea now I think that's actually quite helpful um not filling your clients loft up with rubbish that's probably not a very good one but that would be great to, uh, oh, to what hear about, them. what about linking back to one of our previous podcasts with the grumpy uh, neighbours Oh, yeah. yeah. Put it on their garden. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening and uh, come back soon and uh, hopefully we'll have another podcast for you.